This episode of the Fabulous Learning Nerds is sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTIs, counselor, and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. They are the fabulous learning nerds. Because if you're tired of the old ways of getting it done, you've got the fabulous learning nerds. Scott, Dan, and Abby are making it fun. The best ideas that you've ever heard. So everybody spread the word. They're going to keep you with turning the fabulous learning nerds. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of your Fabulous Learning Nerds. I'm Scott Shudy, your host, and with me... Dan the Man. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dan. <laughs> What's up, Scott? Well, my drops aren't coming in on time, but other than that, we're okay. It's all good. Little it's, things. Everything's great. It's little things. End of the week. Little things. Yeah. How about yourself? I think you know. I think you know. I really, I really don't. You're going to have to oh, please let me know. How you are you to say it? I do. I need you to say it this time. Fair to Midland. There you go. There you go. Been a good week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, solid, solid good week. How about you? How's yours? Um, Great week. Um, I will let you know all about the greatness of my week. Um, Ooh. later after the show, it's not really appropriate, but let's just say that things are getting better. Oh, we, we, yeah, even better. Like, you know, we talked about that last week. Everything's working out for my highest good. Everything is working out for Scott's highest good. You know what else is working out for our highest good, Dan? What's that? Well, Zeta actually came back, everybody. So back with us again. Oh, she's the princess of design. It's Zeta. Zeta! Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much. Hey! Hey, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I tightened it up a little bit so we didn't get the extra bit of dance, you know, but we can always play it again. Oh, nice! Yes! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough for this week. Maybe. Definitely. So, definitely. How was your week? How was your week, Zeta? S- been really good been awesome just so happy to be back i really appreciate having having me come back this is awesome glad to have you back um super excited today folks because we do have a special guest with us you know unlike the meanderings of just the three of us last week we actually have a special guest with us we're going to learn all about our special guest in a little segment that we call what's your deal hey man what's your deal montgomery Hey, what's up? Thanks huh. for having me. Not a problem. Hey, what's your deal, my friend? Ah, what's my deal? Uh, let's see. I am a l- instructional learning enthusiast. Um, it all started 
way back in Boy Scouts. Yeah. You're in you're in Scouts. So what rank did you achieve? Eagle. Fantastic. I'm an Eagle as well. Once an Eagle Scout, always an Eagle Scout. So that's fantastic. Congratulations. You were in Boy Scouts and you learned about, you get a passion for learning in Boy Scouts? Ooh, tell me. Well, uh, I went to Boy Scout camp often and I really looked up to the counselors there and eventually became one and then learned, oh, uh, the being cool and leading everyone's songs, that's cool and all, but teaching merit badges that's where um the real magic happens so for six years i designed and instructed classes uh for for learners what merit badge did you teach oh i started out um in nature teaching about fishing and ecology Mm -hmm. and plants and animals but then i moved on and became um uh, pioneering instructor where we learned about knots, uh, learned, learned about lashings, uh, wilderness survival was, was the big one. Uh, uh, and then I went on to become assistant medic and learned about, uh, first aid and, uh, emergency preparedness. And then, then I went on, I was like, ah, I want to teach cool stuff. So I did climbing and whitewater rafting and became the mountaineer director. And also volunteered for the National Youth Leadership Training, where we taught others how to teach and how to be leaders through the the EDGE method, E-D-G-E, explain, demonstrate, guide, enable. And that opened up my world to not only learning to teach, but learning to learn um, and, and seeing how I can do that in the real world. Cool. Yeah. So you, you, you did that. And then so where'd you go from there? Well, I got the directing bug in high school. I directed a one-act play and uh, went off to learn that in college on just how to tell a story through multimedia, uh, uh, electronic media. Went, uh, went up to New York City after that, worked on movie sets and TV sets, and then eventually worked my way back down to Nashville where I was a writer, producer, and sometimes talent for a multimedia company where... A handful of us, we did 10 videos a day. It was a madhouse. It was awesome. It was awful. Holy <laughs> crap. Wow. Uh, but then, uh, then, then, I, then I learned about instructional design uh, through, through a friend of mine. And that's where I met Dan, actually, mm-hmm. um, yep. at my last company, where it was, it was a very large company, first corporate setting for me, um, and where all my passions kind of combined with tech and learning and teaching and designing and telling a story that was i think the biggest thing i brought um to instructional design well you've got a fantastic story full of really great stuff and i'm super excited about what we're going to talk about folks Uh, we've got a great topic for this week so let's dive into it get into our topic of the week Okay, topic for this week, Montgomery. We're talking alignment. alignment. The big A. The big A. Big A. Well, besides analysis, but I guess, yeah. Hit me up. Um, what's important with learning development and alignment? Why is this such an important thing to be talking about? Alignment. I'm glad you asked. Uh, first, let me hit you with a question. Have you ever disagreed with someone at work? Um never no i feel like that's yeah i feel like yeah yeah (laughs) 
At three thirty this afternoon, maybe that could have happened. The timestamps, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh well, great. Yeah, it happens to everyone. I mean, it could be as simple as you know, don't microwave fish in the break room, or you know, how to properly use a webcam or camera, or it could be like big stuff like how work gets done, knowing the direction the company wants to go, or even like agreeing on what is humanly possible for workers. And this is where alignment comes in. Um, and we're going to look at why alignment's good for ID, ID and why it's good for the company and why it matters why it's good for the company. But first, what is alignment? Let us align on alignment. There's two definitions I want to look at. The first one is a position of agreement. This can happen a lot. Uh, through discussions, you, you get to a place of alignment. Um, and you know what your job is. You know, Your boss knows what your job is. But what about people outside your team? What about non-ID people that you talk with all the time? And that goes to the, to the second definition, which is alliance. Do other people know what your job is as ID? Are y'all aligned on how you are get your job done, what you need to get your job done? For me, my answer would be depends on who you ask, <laughs> right? So whoever you ask may have a different different definition, which is super scary. So when I think from a leadership position, we have to be very aware of what our definition of value is and then how we show up to bring that value so that we have a uniformed um, answer when it comes to alliance and when it comes to alignment on board. Right. Uh, alignment, and that's a great point. Alignment doesn't mean uh, I get my truth out there and everyone falls in line. Um, you know, alignment is, oh, we, we will come to an agreement. Um, we will have an alliance on XYZ. Right. We all kind of agree on a, on a guideline, something that's core that everybody can kind of line up with. And in many in many aspects, coming from a design perspective, alignment's like one of the one of the cornerstones of graphic design. So alignment's really important. Well, you know, there's four principles of graphic design. There's contrast, repetition, alignment, and proximity. Oh. So alignment, alignment, and proximity are like really important. Uh-huh. So, so so alignment not only as like a physical visual, it feels good for things to be aligned or like. Right. Or a car is aligned and, you know, not shaking, but, you know, it's not falling apart, not falling apart, which is what happens essentially to projects when teams aren't aligned or, you know, when an image isn't aligned, it's not a good end user experience. And I think that helps answer why is alignment good for ID? It it creates a better end user uh, experience. One of you mentioned something about process. And to tie into your last podcast episode, Addy, y'all talked about Addy. Um, and particularly in analysis, how to get in there in the beginning and help work out what the experience, the learning experience is going to be and direction. Let me tell you a story, if, if you don't mind. A typical story that many ID folks will find uh, a uh, similar experience. You meet with stakeholders and they tell you, we want training and we want it to be X, Y, Z. And then if you've been in ID for a while, you you know you should ask questions. What 
what what are they what is the the aim of the training um you know what what are the things that you're looking for etc cetera, etc cetera. and you have a discussion and you walk away with uh with being aligned on what the training is to be yes you walk away aligned but is there a way to start out a meeting aligned i believe there's a preventative solution to that and that's for teams to meet with stakeholders often and talk about their their work about addy ids talk about addy stakeholders talk about what they're bringing let me me see if i can make sure I, i get this right so you're, you're basically saying you want the stakeholders to show up with like what, like a list of like, this is exactly what we want. This is like, like, what are, what are you exactly asking stakeholders to show up with? Like, don't get me wrong. A world where stakeholders show up with exactly what they want and like know what they want the end product to look like is a beautiful world. It sounds like Nirvana and I'm 100% behind you on it. But what are you asking stakeholders to show up with? Uh, I'm sh- I'm asking stakeholders to show up to show up knowing the IDs process and Addy. That okay. We that ID is not. Hey, you give us something to build and we will build it, and um, that there's a whole process to it. There's a whole living and breathing, learning and development process, and they are a key part in that, and how how they can come prepared to those meetings. They're not necessarily like talking down or, or giving orders pretty much on how, how to do our own job. So, so let me get this straight. So if perhaps we had like some kind of like, I don't know, a form that says, Hey, this is us. This is Addy. This is our process. And you can give it to the stakeholder, this like magic form that will help tell them exactly the process and have them fill in yeah. the blanks of what they need to bring. I mean, that's not a bad idea. You know, one of the things that I think would be pretty important, like, so your idea is great and your suggestions are great. And in the real world, I think that, you know, anybody and everybody coming into a room typically will have an agenda. Um, Hey, this is my agenda. This is what I want to get done. And I think that part of team building and leadership around team building is to um, honor that to a certain degree, like, okay, you've got things that you need to accomplish. So I should be humble and listen to what you need to have. That being said, like there is a framework for how we get the work done. So to reinforce that framework within those meetings around, Hey, this is the business, right? Uh, I think makes like a lot of sense. So we're going to go ahead and have an intake meeting, right? So I have an opportunity. Um, I'm going to need your guys help. Great. Cool. We're in the analysis phase of what we do. So talk about what your objectives are and what this thing is and all that other good stuff. So along the way in the process, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's a brilliant idea. Just go ahead and reinforce the things that are important to you know ID professionals around the process that we take. So And then by osmosis, one would hope, because we're all in the business of learning, right? Mm. So that, that these individuals kind of maybe learn some things, which is fantastic. And that's great. And that'll also help you um, eliminate what, we, what I kind of alluded to, which is this idea that if we're not careful, our stakeholders are going to go ahead and define our alignment and our value for us, mm-hmm. which is really bad. If you don't know that that's a bad thing, everybody, I'm telling you right now, it's a really <laughs> bad thing. Stifles oh, creativity. Yes. Well, it just it just limits your ability to, to add real value. And the next thing you know, it's like, 
you've got to do a heck of a lot more work around on the back end. Um, and I'm not saying that those things and those opportunities don't happen because they do. I'm in the middle of one right now. Like, hey, you know, we did this one thing and it didn't work. So now we're going to have to kind of redefine what we're doing and kind of reevaluate what we're doing and make sure we're delivering value and impact <clears throat> because there's nothing more disheartening than just doing work for work's sake without valued impact. Like, Dan, shoot me. Just somebody take me out of my misery. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so anyway, I've rambled enough. <laughs> on that but i think it's a great idea like hey let's go ahead and talk about addy process within the process of actually doing work to create value uh and alignment the big alignment, yes. alignment. Mm -hmm. if if i could wrap this up uh, this one one section is <clears throat> i've had so many stakeholders confess i really don't know what you guys do um uh, i just need this done yeah and yeah. and this would be I, and i've worked with teams who we've met before and just had joint meetings, and we talk about our work and how we do it. And, and alignment's not a one-way street. It's not us telling stakeholders how IDs work. We need to hear how stakeholders work so that we know better how to prepare for their information or what they're trying to look for, and we can align our, our processes. Um, let me ask you a question. I want let's. I'll, I would love everyone to answer this. Take a shot at it. At what size does an ID team need to be until a benchmark is needed? Two. Let me define. Let's align on benchmark. <clears throat> uh, Ooh, a benchmark is a rule. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, benchmark is a rule brick, pretty much on how IDs get create uh, get graded, um, or what's what's standard for the company on what what bar to pass uh, for training content. One, yeah, I would Just say one. Yeah, one. show off me. <laughs> yeah. Show off uh, two. Two's not good enough. You got to go to one. I listen, two I is mean, fantastic if they're <laughs> all you're used to is one, right? So I got two, I'm happy. That's great. Uh, I, I would agree with you guys. One is needed, and uh, I, I hope if y'all could guess why, it's just. Uh, for the end user, uh, if you're creating lots and lots of content, um, you need some kind of standardization. Uh, for it's, n it's not for you. Uh, it, it is more for the end user. Their experience needs to have continuity between its visuals, written, instructional, and engagement pieces. Let me uh, let me ask you an unfair question. Maybe I'm gonna and I'll open this up to all of us. What do you think is what does a good rubric for ID look like? This and I don't want to Shanghai us and send us spiraling, but like I've seen I've seen several attempts at ID benchmarks at ID rubrics. And I've never been like super thrilled with any of them. So like I don't know if we can align on it after oh. this quick discussion, but um, <laughs> I my mine would be the uh, four categories: written, visual, um, instructional, and engagement. Uh, pr pretty simple, I think. Standard. Now, how you grade each one, I, I have split some hairs with some people for sure. We've had misalignments. <laughs> oh, can I add a fifth one? Because I think you're missing one. Please. 
Um, you need to impact. Otherwise, we're just kind of doing some fun stuff. Now, I'm not against doing fun stuff, but um, what is, what is the what's going to be new, better, or different when we're done? Are we going to measure ourselves against business, you know, against personal growth and, and impact for the business? That's, I, I agree. Oh yeah, you, you um, the Kirkpatrick scale, um, the model with the end being the result, I think is is the highest impact because that's the that's the plan. That's the end of the day. That's what you're trying to do. Everything is aligned toward that. Is the end goal, the end game? Yeah. You don't know the impact until the course is launched, but you can assess the course and guess the impact with a good rubric beforehand. My, my concern is that like, I've seen a lot of attempts and they all get like so convoluted and so like unwieldy. Montgomery, we were talking about alignment. I would love to be able to build a rubric that I could hand to stakeholders and be like, this is how we're grading success. Do you see a path forward with this rubric for your project success? If so, which one of these is the most important to that success? Because as we're talking about alignment, like, boom, like right there. If I hand you, this is the thing we grade ourselves internally on. Are you good with this? Are you good with how we're measuring success? And I feel like too many times I've seen, I've seen attempts to like, grade or assess and it's just something as people who are professional assessment builders we're not very good at it internally uh but i would love to be able to have that form that's easy to use funny but true that's easy to use and easy to understand and there's just so much fragment fragmentation we're talking about alignment and just in in our own industry in our own house so much fragmentation let's let me ask you a rhetorical question actually dan let me ask you if 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 I give you training that teaches process step two, three, and four, how how, how are you going to do that? How are you going to use that? Oh man! I mean, like if it's only teaching me steps two, three, and four, uh, I mean, like it depends on where you're putting me. I mean, like I'm, I'll just be honest. I've had plenty of not optimal trainings where there were definitely steps missing where I was like, well, I guess I'll just figure this out. But you know, you get frustrated, oh. you, 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 you get flummoxed. You, you kind of just like knock around until you either break something, quit or figure it out. And that's, that's no good. That, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. It sounds like you're there. You have to assume what step one is. Oh yeah. What? Um, and I think that's where vocabulary comes in. If if you're not aligned on what words mean, then talking about those words are, are, is going to miss the target. Let me, let me give you an example, so a specific example. Um, I was working for a team, and they want to roll out a new sales methodology. And one of the new steps was lead with value and benefit. Everyone said, yeah, well, that's good. Oh, yeah, that, that's really good. And and we as ID were like, hey, yeah, okay, yeah, we can teach that. And we talked to trainers. They said, oh, yeah, yeah, we can teach that. Co coaches said, yeah, all right, we, we can teach that. Well, we kept, we kept getting reports that our frontline um, employees weren't doing well on this mark, 
weren't getting graded well with leading with value and benefit. And we kept making training, remaking training, making more training. Until after a year, I asked my ID team, hey, what does value and benefit mean? And I got a different answer from each member. Oh, I no. Asked, <laughs> I asked cool. our sales enablement team, hey, what does value and benefit mean? And I got different answers from each person. Same with coaches, same with trainers. So we were missing step one, which was defining the words. So it doesn't matter what we told them to do. We were not aligned at all. And it made, after asking that, it made all the sense of why the training was missing the mark. Ever since then, I have not been afraid. It's like everyone probably knows what this word means, but let's just make sure that everyone is aligned. Well, that would be important because, you know, I want to do a good job. But if I don't know what's expected of me, right, everything falls Mm. apart. It's the base of the pyramid, right? So when Gallup talks about expectations, right, so it needs to be alignment on what those expectations are, including Mm. a shared language. Um, And when that all when that's not there, the whole pyramid falls apart. Um, and that's when you get, oh, what we're dealing with today, like quiet quitting and lack of mm. empowerment and absolutely crappy work, right? So, mm. yeah, really important stuff. It's really important to understand and align where your learner is coming from. If you're giving an example that they don't relate to, if you're telling them a process that they know is how it's supposed to be done, but no one does it that way, the rest of the training is lost. They, they, they are no longer aligned. They no longer um, have trust. So how do you regain that trust? How do you regain alignment? You make sure that the Beat process is outlined. Sorry. <laughs> if you want to continue, go oh, for no. it. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but so how, do you, how, do, how would you suggest doing that, of getting back into alignment at that point? Do you... Go back, make sure the steps align with your audience so that way you don't lose track. In my ID experience, the most I learned on how to build good, impactful training is when I'm talking to the learners, when I'm talking to the trainers. And that's where I get the real information. And I'm aligning I'm with the learners while doing that. And they're aligning with me. They're, I get to... Put more into our training, or even tell the trainers, "Hey, okay, that's great feedback. We need to do it this better." Like, here's the reason why we did that, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that makes more sense." Like, so there's just misalignment, which doesn't have to be disagreements. It just means that you aren't on the same page. Fascinating discussion, really important discussion. We're getting to the point where we need to start wrapping up. Is there one thing that you wanted to chat about today that you wanted to make sure you left people with that you haven't had time to talk about yet, Montgomery? All right, we're going to wrap up with um, how do you spot potential misalignment? Uh, I'll I'll make this short and quick. Um, Silos. If you're noticing teams aren't really that that you rely on for work, but you really don't know who they are or what they do, that's that's potential silo. Um, Room for interpretation. This is where vocabulary comes in a lot. Uh, If if there's room for interpretation then other people are going to assume different things and have different outcomes. Um, and anyone else have, um, how do you spot potential misalignment? Mm, man, I tell you, you know, it's like, 
Like you'll be in a meeting, you'll say something, and people will just start going, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's usually my first sign to be like, okay, great. Let's run down real quick and just make sure everybody understands what part they're going to play. Montgomery, what are you going to do? Seda, what are you doing? And that's usually like where you can definitely start to see like the cracks and be like, oh, oh nope, nope, nope. Uh, maybe I misspoke. Let's let's circle back around that. I think just like that. Yeah, that, that important end piece of being like, okay, make sure everybody understands their part because that'll help. I have two words to answer that question. Love it. Scope creep. <laughs> scope, creep. scope creep we're all of a sudden we're all this is what we want to do and this is what it's due and we're going to do these three things okay great hey now we're going to do these four things okay great oh you know what i'm sorry it's seven things right okay cool oh, yeah all being done at the same time compressed timelines things going sideways oh wait a minute yeah. I had a good senior that that was quick on the ball. She would notice that stuff creeping in and nip in the bud. Um, tools to help align. Number one, this, this might be a surprise here, the business culture statement. I have used this as a tool to align with stakeholders more than anything else, where I have a training that I want to build for the request, and they have disagreements with it. And then I just point to the sales culture or not sales culture, uh, the, the business culture. Was I saying sales culture the whole time? Business culture statement. I point to that and it's kind of a, well, if you, this aligns with the business culture statement. So if you have another suggestion, please, I'd like to hear it. And that usually gets us all aligned on, okay, yes, this does agree with the culture. Montgomery, thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate um, all you had to share with us today. Um, could you do us a favor? Could you let our audience know how they could connect with you? Sure. Reach me on LinkedIn and also email me at MontgomeryNBrown at gmail.com. Fantastic. Really great stuff. Talking about the big alignment, the big A, so to speak. Really good stuff. Danielson. Yes, Scott. Did you do me a favor? Could you let our audience know how they could connect with us? Sure thing, Scott. All right, party people. If you haven't already, email us at nerds at thelearningnerds.com. Email us any questions you may have. Jump in on the conversation. Align with us on things that you may want to see in the future. Also, align with us on how you thought uh, Montgomery's conversation with us went today. If you're on Facebook, we're at Learning Nerds. For all of our Instagram peeps, Fab Learning Nerds. And lastly, for more information about us, what we do, and any updates, www.thelearningnerds.com. Scott? Thanks, Dan. Hey, everybody, do me a favor. I'm serious. You're listening up. Here's what I want you to do. If you like this show, share it out to your friends. You found us on LinkedIn, share the post. You found us on Facebook, share the post. Whatever you found, it's share with your friends. Really would like that if you have um, things you want to um, say, critique about the show, good things, bad things, whatever, leave us a review, iTunes or Stitcher. That also helps to get the word out. We'd really appreciate it. And with that, I'm Scott. I'm Dan. I'm Zeta. I'm Montgomery. And we're your fabulous learning nerds, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Fabulous Learning Nerds. You know, there are a lot of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But 
when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment of offerings. If you're if you're thinking of giving it a try, if you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.